Here we go. That is the sound of the bell number one for fight number six. Unbelievable. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corner. Hot sauce to the ribs. Ranchos al hígado. When in doubt, stick it out. Duro, duro, duro. A chant that you really don't hear too often anymore. Fonzo Ruiz and Rick Prado, Pacific Coast Boxing. What's up, Rick? Hey, how's it going, man? You know, just ready to uh, talk about boxing this week. That's right, man. And seriously, right? That that chant, the doodle doodle, mm-hmm. you don't hear it much anymore. No. Right? That kind of like I was thinking about that. Um, it's kind of faded away for some reason. Right. Maybe we can bring it back for the uh, the fights in TJ for the uh, Mungia fight. If there's any place uh-huh. where it would catch on, it would be there. Yeah. It would absolutely be there. I, I would agree with that, man. So here we go, Rick. Round number one of fight number six. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty amazing in and of itself, Pacific Coast Boxing. I feel like this is really like the second part of the entrance to 2022 for us, Rick, yeah. because last week we talked about all of the fights that we wanted to see at each division and you know, got a lot of questions, got a feedback about, hey, there's other fights. Yeah, we get it, but we were just covering the best fight in each division. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do today right, is talk about other fights. Other fights. Right, and other fighters perhaps, like a Ryan Garcia, et cetera, um, that we would like to see for 2022. Yeah, and there's plenty out there, and, and some might even be better than the ones we we mentioned. Right. But, um, you know, because of, you know, titles or, you know, just um, status in the division. That's exactly you know, right. These ones might be actually better fights. Yeah, and we stayed within the division, again, for, yeah. the, for the most part. I think the mm-hmm. only time we jumped is when I think you had Teofimo Lopez already at 140. Yeah. Which makes sense, by mm-hmm. the way, because reading about it, it sounds like they're already looking to match him up with the 140-pound. Yeah, he's looking at uh, Barbosa Jr. Yeah. At, at 140. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of talk about that one. So anyway, so we're going to be talking about that today as far mm-hmm. as, you know, what are the fights that we want to see in 2022 in addition to the ones and just some things that can, you know, who's going to be fighter of the year, who's got the biggest opportunity, I guess, Rick, in 2022, mm-hmm. right, to really solidify themselves. Because it certainly wasn't Ryan Garcia in 2021. Yeah. I think a missed opportunity but we'll talk about that. Um, had an interesting weekend of boxing. Interesting, Rick, simply because it was a Don King promoted card that took place that we hadn't seen yeah. in a while, man. Yeah, no, it, it was good seeing him out there. You know, still got that the jean jacket bedazzled and everything. Yeah. yeah, he's got you know sixteen flags in each hand. Yep, you know, still looking the same. Ninety years old, uh-huh. man. Can you believe that? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that. Right, it was really ninety years old. And again, I know we're going to talk about the. The result of that fight, but you know what a shock or some controversy on a Don King promoted mm-hmm. card, man. Well, no, he always makes sure that uh, <laughs> he puts himself in the best position to get that big fight. Well, and if you look at it right, his guy won, and mm-hmm. that's the guy that you know they're trying to line up Canelo. So yeah. it could be. I know we're going to talk about you know what Canelo's, uh, you know what it looks in the crystal ball for mm-hmm. Canelo for 2022. But one of the fights could very well be with Don King's fighter. Yeah. yeah. Right? You're talking about Don King having the premier fighter, right? He's going to get an opportunity possibly to promote the fight. Imagine that. Yeah. Could you imagine, you know, never would you thought Canelo in the same ring with yeah. Don King running around in the, in the, in the background. 
It's almost a rite of passage. I yeah. mean, who this is or Chavez, right? We talked mm-hmm. about that. I mean, I think that was that was one of his primary promoters, was it yeah. not? Yeah. Through through the years. So all right, so we got that. Uh we got boxing news. We got a big uh lot of fights coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Right. Some of them, you know, kind of changed, unfortunately, with the with COVID, but there's still a good uh, good amount of fights. Yeah. Yeah. That are taking place, uh, not only stateside but across the pond. Your favorite fighters, Rick. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's that's a pretty cool thing. By the way, the um, the King promoted fight. It was on iTube two forty seven straight okay. streaming. I'm sure you caught it. Yeah, well, I was able to get it through, uh, you know, my my cable. But yeah, um, yeah, you know, interesting venue. You yeah, know, it. Uh, I guess they, they they were promoting the venue, saying, you know, not a bad seat in the house, kind right. of small venue. Kind of looked like there was a main. Uh, main floor area, yeah, and then it was kind of high platform, and right. then they were up in the you know the yeah. seats were kind of high, yeah. Well, it was that. in Ohio, right? Which yeah. is it's his hometown, uh-huh. so that was uh, yeah, that was pretty interesting, man. Um, I tell you what's also interesting, Rick. I was reading uh, an article online um, about the the fifty best rounds of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Bozeat from the boxing. News online had a pretty interesting article, Rick. Okay. The so he had like the the very best rounds in boxing from fifty all the way down to number one. So I thought that was pretty interesting. The number one round, no surprise, Marvin Hagler, Tommy Hearns. Mm-hmm. That was what he had as the best round. Um, second one, right? Mm-hmm. You 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 called it right, Jose Luis Castillo, Diego Corrales. Yes. Round uh, round number ten, which I think you were still upset about, you know, the spinning of the mouth. Yeah, because he, th- he yeah. threw his mouthpiece yeah. out. They even he even makes reference to it. Yeah. And again, I think he should have been uh, he should have been penalized. Probably should have even been disqualified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's why I don't. When I saw that round, I'm like, yeah, but there's a caveat, you yeah. know. George Foreman and Ron Lyle at number three. Um, the one that's interesting, by the way, I, I you know finished reading his book uh, about a month ago. Uh, number four was Jack Dense, Dempsey and the Argentine Luis Firpo. Okay. Um, round one, Rick, ten knockdowns. Wow. Yeah, ten knockdowns. So this uh, is like a like like a Rocky fight. That's pretty. No, where they didn't count. Well, the thing is, Rick, it's interesting <laughs> you say that because back in those days, that's pretty much how it was. Dempsey yeah. Dempsey scored seven of them, by the way. This was the one where Dempsey went out of the ring because the ropes uh, kind of you know broke. Not kind of, they did. Mm-hmm. And then the controversy there was that they had to help Dempsey back into the ring. And so you know the question was, could Dempsey have gotten up on his own power? Um, and and so that changed some of the rules, right? Yeah. Another rule they changed because of Jack Dempsey, by the way, he had the propensity to he would wait um, right when he would knock his opponent down, mm-hmm. and then as soon as his opponent would get up. He start wailing on him again. Yeah. So there wasn't a rule about no, going to the neutral corner. Yeah, no neutral corner. Yeah, that's why they called that the Dempsey rule mm-hmm. because Dempsey would take advantage of it. Like the poor guy would barely get up, and that's what happened in this fight. By the way, yeah. Furpo would get up and literally start. What you know, he had to defend himself by throwing punches, and he caught Dempsey three times, <laughs> hardest that uh, Dempsey's ever been hit. Yeah. He said he saw twenty Furpos. You hit the one in the middle. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So that was uh, so pretty interesting. So check it out. They got the you know Arturo Gatti, of course, is on there mm-hmm. with um, with his wars with uh, with Ward, right? Mm-hmm. Um, quite a few. Someone, someone rounds that were missing. I thought round nine Hagler Leonard should uh-huh. have been on there. Okay, yeah, good round. Yeah, I didn't see any of the super flyweight, so there was no Estrado Chocolatito. Mm-hmm. None of those. 
made the made the list. Um, I ran Barkley, believe it or not, made the list a couple times. Yeah, one against Nigel Benn and another one uh, with this fight against Roberto Duran. Another good round, you know, was that was Delahoya Corte on there? Now you know what? It's funny, man, because I was thinking about that one too. Yeah. A late round, right? Mm-hmm. Well, was it late twelve or th- uh, eleven or? Because because I didn't think De La Hoya pulls that that fight out unless right. he knocks him down, and yeah. he, he was able to knock him down. And I remember that tenth, eleventh, somewhere in there. Yeah, he, Rick. Yeah, great minds think alike yeah. because I thought about that round as well. And nope, and it, and he he didn't have that one listed there. Okay. Here's the thing, right? In all fairness to Matt Boziat from the boxing news, is that you, we're not talking about fights here. We're talking about rounds. Yeah. Think about the hundreds of thousands of rounds that mm-hmm. are available, right? And he had to choose the top fifty. I'm with you. Yeah. That's that's another one that I had as one of the best. Um, but yeah, Ram Barkley made the list against Tommy Hearns, against uh, Roberto Duran. Um, yeah, so that goes to show you the uh, the wars that he was in, man. Mm-hmm. Anyways, check it out. Um, all right, Rick, we are in round one of fight number six. We always call out a fight that resonates. I'm going to go old school, Rick, simply because it was very historic, and that was Joe Lewis's knockout of Max Schmeling back in 1938, Rick, mm-hmm. round one. Yeah, no, an interesting fight because, um, you know, Lewis had lost, you know, two years previously. It's funny you say two years before, there were 12 fights in between. Yeah, the, yeah, they the didn't rematch. mess around. That's yeah. right. They didn't mess around in those no. days, Rick, right? They fought because for several reasons, right? They needed the money, and that's mm-hmm. just what they did. Um, you know, you mentioned the fact that Joe Lewis lost the first fight. He did. He got knocked out. Yeah. And the thing is, right, like all great fighters, right, like give me a great fighter, Rick, that loses a fight and completely owns it and accepts it yeah. as the opponent just being better than them. Yeah, no no excuse about the uh, his yeah. ring attire being too heavy or Right, nothing. it just doesn't happen, yeah. right? And so same thing here. So the first fight was attributed to Lewis. He was a 10-to-1 favorite, right? Yeah. He was uh, a very avid golfer, by the way, Rick. Mm-hmm. So the story was he was spending more time golfing, more time you know, womanizing, doing everything but training because he overlooked Schmeling. Schmeling, by the way, did um, quite a bit of research on Joe Lewis. Mm-hmm. He watched the he watched him fight forwards, backwards, and he found a little glitch, Rick. Yeah. Found a little glitch that he could time his left. So he felt that if he could get inside, mm-hmm. because a little glitch that he saw in the videos, he said he felt that he'd be able to beat Lewis, and he did. Yeah. And he beat him. And and of course the second fight, similar to Rocky and um and Drago, right? The first fight, Rick, I would say, you know, this is member when, you know, white America was still not very on board with having a black champion. Yeah. By the second fight, okay, we're getting close to World War II now, right? Hitler, Germany, you know, the whole Nazi deal. More Americans were now pro Joe Lewis. Yeah. So it turned out to, to be a big fight. The first fight, by the way, and I'm going to use air quotes, drew only 45,000. The second fight, the one we're talking about, round one, mm-hmm. 75,000 at Yankee Stadium. Oh, wow. Yeah, that just doesn't happen anymore. No. Right? So, yeah, so this time, of course, Lewis trained the right way. He was disgusted. He was now the champion. And, yeah, knocked him out, disposed him in round one. Yeah, a lot of people on the, uh, you know, Yankee Stadium floor, you know, on the, on, on the field. You know, yeah, because it probably only holds about forty, forty-five thousand to yeah. seventy-seven. Yeah, you've got thirty thousand on the field. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. So I mean, those were events. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Those were events back in the day, right? It was a bigger mm-hmm. deal. But yeah, that was a big, big round one knockout. The whole build up to it again. It mm-hmm. was no. It was not just 
you know, two heavyweight fighters. It was one country versus another. Uh, epic proportion. There you go, Rick. Yeah. There's round number one. All right. Take a quick break. We'll get right into the news, right into the what other fights we want to see in 2022. Pacific Coast Boxing will be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado. Don't forget, PacificCoastBoxing.com. Email us, counterpunch at PacificCoastBoxing.com. We're on Twitter at Pat Coast Boxing. We're on Instagram, Pacific Coast Boxing. And, of course, Facebook or Meta mm-hmm. at PacificCoastBoxing.com. Just realize, Rick, today, January 31st, the last day of January. Yeah, it's already... You know, it seemed like last year went by pretty quickly, and this year yeah. starting to do the same. One month in the books already, yeah. man. People say one twelfth of the year is right. already gone, just like that. All right, Rick, let's get into the fights. Got some fights that took place over the weekend, and then of course we got a full card coming up this weekend. What do we got? Yeah, so we'll, we'll start with the main event uh, for the Don King card. Uh, you know, Makabu. You know, uh, one uni- uh, split decision. Yeah, uh, disputed split decision victory. Over um, Machunu, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know the Donking guy, you know, won the fight. Yeah, I didn't see the whole fight. No. Okay, I'm I'm just admittedly I saw clips. Mm-hmm. Right, did a lot of reading, and you know, I, it, it sounds like right. It sounds like it was close, and it depends, right, mm-hmm. who you listen to. It sounds like the right guy got the decision, but you know, it it depends, right? I I, I yeah. kind of read both. No, and it's one of those where, you know, this is Don King card. Yeah. You know, you would you say it's Don King's hometown? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so, yeah. you know, his fighter's going to win this fight unless, yeah. you know, it's it's completely lopsided. Yeah, I don't think it was a shocker, right? Yeah. So, you know, he sets himself <laughs> up to be a possibility for Canelo. You know, there's other options for Canelo, but, um, you know, it also probably helps that he didn't look very impressive in this fight. Right. You know, the the less impressive he looks, the more Canelo's like, you know, I can pick this guy off, pick sure. him off easy. Sure. And get that cruiserweight title. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, another championship in another weight division. Yeah. So, also this weekend, uh, it's ESPN. Uh, Robson uh, can say how. Yeah. Um, won a unanimous decision against uh, Xavier Martinez. Yeah. Um, another fight... Uh, you know, Kinsejo had that uh, close decision with uh, Valdez, right? And um, you know, felt he got you know the the short end of that one, and yeah. uh, he's looking for a rematch on that. Yeah, bad matchup for Martinez, by the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of buildup, right? With Martinez, seems like a good kid out of up from uh, Sacramento. Um, this was just a bad matchup for yeah. him. Um, I had Kinsejo winning easily. Yeah. By the way, easily good performance by him. He looked like a world beater mm-hmm. at 130 pounds. Yeah, you know, right. and, and, and he was tough for Valdez, so yep. Um, you know, he might start being uh, avoided in this division. Yeah, the pre-tested Valdez, right? Yeah. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, no, I thought I thought he was impressive. I thought it yeah. was a good fight. I thought he did what he had to do. I thought it was ridiculous the fight before where the fighters, uh, I forget which one, uh, doesn't even meant doesn't even um, worth being mentioned, but five pounds overweight. Yeah. Right. Come on. Yeah, no. That's then, not that's not even trying, man. No, and then uh, I guess on that on that card as well was uh, Ollie Walsh. Mm-hmm. You know, he he scored a first round knockout over yeah. some guy. You know, he yeah. just yeah, a lot of hype, a lot of excitement, but uh, yeah, know, he really didn't beat anybody. Yeah. 
uh, coming up this weekend, you know, finally, uh, you know, three years in the making. Yeah. We've got Keith Thurman versus yep. Mario Barrios. Yes. You know, finally. Yep. Um, you know, he'll be fighting. I, I actually like this uh, Fox pay-per-view card. Yeah. Um, a lot of people complaining about the $75 uh, price tag yeah. on this pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, you've got the return of Leo Santa Cruz as well. Yeah, it is an interesting one, though, right, uh, when you think about it, because, you know, on Saturday's card that we were just talking about, mm-hmm. they were saying how there was no star on the card. Yeah. And and they're right. I was thinking about that. That that's more of a Tuesday night, Thursday night fights. But so be it. We had nothing going on, right? Yeah. This one that we're talking about. Okay, regardless of what you think, it's two legitimate stars: yeah. Keith Thurman, a former champion, only one loss, and then of course you got the great Leo Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. But it's worth seventy-five bucks, right? Yeah. There's really no title on the line. Yeah. No, it's, it's just a regular kind of the, fight. It's the setup fight for bigger fights, and um, yeah, it just seventy-five bucks seems. Pretty steep, yeah. You know, I, I, it probably should have been probably closer to around fifty, yeah. Uh, but they did fill it in with, um, you know, you've got Thurman Barrios, yeah, Leo Santa Cruz against uh, Keenan Carbajal, yeah. You know, which is the nephew of Michael Carbajal. That's but, right. But, That's yeah, right. No, no affiliation, no Rick. Affiliation, Be careful, yeah. careful. And then uh, <laughs> Luis Neri, uh-huh. uh, you know, he's fighting uh, Carlos Castro. Yeah, and then you've also got you know two of Fernando Vargas's sons fighting yeah. on the undercard. So we've got uh, you know the card has um, a list of quality fighters, mm-hmm. right? With you can say you know not say a couple of bona fide stars in Keith Thurman and Leo Santa Cruz. Yeah. Does it merit the seventy five bucks? I agree with you. I'm not sure. Yeah, forty nine bucks. You know, honestly, free. Yeah, let's be honest, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if it merits pay per view, man. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, you guys aren't fighting anybody. This yeah. is a fight we see on Showtime or HBO. But okay, that being it is what it is. Uh, Thurman is favored at minus one ninety six. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure this is Mario Barros's um, first fight since he lost to Gervonta Davis. Yeah, right. Um, so this will be a good fight. It'll be interesting to see what kind of condition Keith Thurman is in, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, is he really ready to get back into the mix? He did only lose once, Rick, okay? Yeah. So if he's impressive, what does that say? And then this is Leo Santa Cruz's return to the 126-pound yeah. featherweight division. Where, where, where he belongs. Exactly. And I'm with you, right? I know last week, you know, you wanted the, uh, the Navarrete and Leo Santa Cruz fight. Mm-hmm. I'll take that fight. Yeah. I was talking about what, Navarrete and Magsayo, yeah. Magnif- the Magnificent. So I'm hoping that Leo Santa Cruz, right, this launches him into a big fight here in the 126-pound division. Because the way, and we'll get to this in the next segment, Rick, but the way that the fighters are now, like three fights is a stretch. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you get to see a fighter twice, that's a big deal. Yeah, you know, but but these are the guys, the guys fighting in January, yeah. February, yeah. maybe early March. Those are the guys that have that chance to yeah. fight the three times um, a month. Yeah, they're not going to pull what you well, just yeah. said earlier, the Joe Lewis, you know, yeah. 12 fights, no. right, in between right. just, a, you know, a two-and-a-half-year span. Yeah. But that's the whole thing. So, yeah, that it's a good card all the way around. Mm-hmm. Luis Neri, of course, that's his first fight since losing to uh, Brandon Figueroa, uh-huh. right? So we'll see how he looks. And and I'm not uh, you know my lock of the week. You know we're gonna do it early. Oh no, uh, kidding! From this card, yeah, I can't trust Keith Thurman. Yeah, and, you know, and, yeah, and you know the way I feel about you know yeah. Keith Thurman. That's right. I can't trust him to be 100. Yeah. percent Yeah. Uh, Mario Barrios may catch him with something. Yeah. I'm taking Leo Santa Cruz as my lock of the week. Yeah. Okay. What a stretch. You'd be fine taking Thurman, by the way. <laughs> trust me. You'd be fine. 
Yeah. Um, also, DeZone has a card from yeah. uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Quadras was supposed to fight Sorong V-Side, yeah. but uh, he came down with COVID. So now Quadras fights uh, Jesse Rodriguez. Yeah, and that's too bad, right? Because mm-hmm. we talked about those four fighters, right? We talked about, uh, you know... Um, Estrada and Chocolatito and Sogrim Visay yeah. and then Quadras, right? And this was going to be the other end of that. Yeah. So now we're not going to see that. And it's a it's a 108-pounder mm-hmm. that's moving up to fight him, correct? Yes. That's a big yeah. deal, Rick. Uh-huh. Okay, from 108 pounds all the way up to, what, 115? Mm-hmm. That's a that's a big stretch. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big jump. And, um, you know, the undefeated fighter, you know, he was a U.S. amateur. Yeah. You know, uh, pretty good as well. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah, but that's just, I'm telling you, at the lower weight divisions, mm-hmm. okay, um, it's just a bigger deal. Yeah, he's going from 108 to 115. Yeah. You know, Quadras, a lot of people can say, is like on the other side of his of his, of his prime. Mm-hmm. But I think he's just going to be too big for him. Yeah. Typically when this happens, right? You know, Carlos Zarate moving up and losing and getting knocked out against Wilfredo Gomez. Wilfredo Gomez moving up and getting knocked out against Salvador Sanchez. That 118 to 122... It's a big jump. Yeah. This guy's going from 108 to 115? That's a lot. That's a lot, yeah. Even the you know the one that may be a little closer, the uh, the March 5th fight, um, where the uh, somebody's moving up to fight um, uh, Chocolatito, right, mm-hmm. for that fight? Sa- um, same sa- same yeah. thing. Same thing there. Martinez is moving up. We'll get to that fight here in a couple of weeks, but same there. Julio Cesar Martinez, he's moving up, yeah, right? But he's only moving up from 112, and that, I've told people, is a stretch, okay? Yeah. But from 108? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. Yeah, big time. Um, also, we've got a card from uh, Cardiff, Wales. Yeah. we got Chris Eubank Jr. versus Liam Williams, the middleweights. Yep. yep. Uh, looking forward to that one. You know, the, the winner of this one, you know, puts himself in line for, for a championship fight. Um, Clarissa Shields is also on that undercard. Yeah, uh, defending her um, middleweight titles. Yeah, so this is a big fight for them over mm-hmm. there, by the way. Overseas, this is a big fight. Um, you know, these are two guys that probably is going to decide, right, whether or not they remain in contention mm-hmm. or become that proverbial journeyman gatekeeper, Rick, right? Yeah. Um, with uh, um, Eubanks Jr., right, two losses to George Grooves and Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah. Okay, and Leon Williams lost a couple times to Liam Smith and Demetrius Andrade. Okay. Okay, so what am I saying? I'm saying that when they fight the elite guys, they have not done so well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so both of these guys, if you look at the rankings, they're somewhere between 5 and 10, right? It's a so must-win. It's a must-win. So yeah. it's a good fight. It's a competitive fight, right? Both guys mm-hmm. from the U.K., so it's going to be very interesting, okay? Eubanks Jr., by the way, um, is slightly favored in this fight, Rick. Yeah. Okay? So um, I think he pulls it out. But does this put him in a, you know, in, in, a, in a contention for a championship? Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure. Yeah. Still should be a good fight, though. Yeah, no, it should be a good fight. And um, that's it for uh, this coming weekend. All right, man. One thing I didn't mention, by the way, in the intro, um, and I posted it on Instagram, I got an opportunity to see and meet the great Ruben El Puas Oliveras, Rick. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. He was in La Puente, ran into him there uh, with the great Hall of Fame author Gene Aguilera was there as well. Okay. So that was pretty cool. The champ was in good shape, right? Signed a few gloves, taking pictures with everybody. It was good to see him, man. Yeah, no, I, I saw the, the the photos. You know, looked like a good time out there. Yeah, I mean, and again, you know, um, 
I took took my little man, and he was asking me, you know, you know, who is this guy? How good is he? It's like, well, one of the top from, from you know, you can ask depending on who you ask, of course. But some people yeah. have him as number one as far as the Mexican fighter of all time. Uh-huh. A lot of people have him above Julio Cesar Chavez. Yeah, right. Bantamweight, other than you know your guy Rafredo Bazuca Gomez, mm-hmm. he's as good as it gets. Yeah, right. And there he is. There he is, right there in Legend, La Puente. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's kind of making a tour right now. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, talk about some other fights that we think we need to see in 2022, other fighters that need to really step up and solidify themselves because they certainly did it in 20, did not do it in 2021. Mm-hmm. Pacific Coast Boxing will be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Yeah, I was in L.A. this weekend, Rick. Parents' 59th wedding anniversary, wow. man. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Congratulations to them. Pretty crazy, yeah. huh? Yeah. Not sure if we, uh, not sure if you see that much often anymore, man. No, doesn't. Yeah, doesn't happen a lot. 59 years. All right, so we'll have to also talk about right. Um, I think we'll do it on the next show, Rick. I think we really need to talk about. Who is our pound for pound, by the way, mm-hmm. right? I think everybody knows that we think, you know, Canelo Alvarez is on top. Yeah. But after that is where the list gets murky. Yeah. Right? And I think that this is the year where there's opportunities, which is a good segue, for fighters to kind of to make a move. Make their move, yeah. On and, that list. And, you know, it, the sooner we get that list out, you know, we can compare it to what it looks like at the end of the year. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So we're going to make that our goal for uh, for next week, Rick. Mm-hmm. We'll have our, our pound for pound. Um, all right, but let's talk. Let's go back through. Right, we're going to take kind of a, a, a brisk walk through all of the divisions. We talked about the fights we wanted to see yeah. um, in each division, but let's talk about other fights and fighters, right, that really need to step up or have an opportunity mm-hmm. in 2022 in the heavyweight division. I'll kick it off, Rick. We talked about Usyk and um, and Fury, of course, because mm-hmm. we want to see that division. Um, the undisputed heavyweight champion. But here's some other fights, Rick. Yeah. If Deontay Wilder is not retired, right, mm-hmm. Anthony Joshua and Wilder would be an interesting fight, as would uh, what Wilder with anybody. Yeah, and, and the Wilder and Joshua fight yeah. is probably a better fight mm-hmm. and probably makes more money yeah. than the Fury-Usyk fight. That's a great point. Yeah. That's a really good point. I, I think you know people have been waiting for that fight for, you know, Three four years now. Yeah, and, that's right. And we lost out on it being an undefeated fight for the you know uh, unified heavyweight yeah. title, but um, you know still a fight that should take place. Yeah, and it's probably not going to happen, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why it's not going to happen because you know now, and I know we're going to talk about this in the news, but you got Fury who's fighting Dillian White. Yeah, and Eddie Hearn made some interesting points. He said, you know, they didn't want to take the chance and take step aside money. Because if, they, if, if Anthony Joshua takes step-aside money, who's to say that the winner of Usyk and Fury are actually going to fight Anthony Joshua? Yeah. Right. What if they ride off into the sunset? Anyways, um, anybody's here's another fight that I think would be yeah. interesting in the heavyweight division, Rick. Andy Ruiz and Louis Ortiz. Yeah. I, I think those, those two fights that we mentioned, three fights counting yeah. the Usyk-Fury, yeah. that's pretty much it in this division. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. I think uh, entertainment-wise— Yep. We'd like to see Ruiz or, or Ortiz. Yeah. You know, it'd be an interesting fight. And um, you know, the winner of that puts themselves, you know, in the 
in the mix. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. I mean, you got some of the younger guys, right, that that are still making their way, but at the top, yeah, those those guys yeah. fighting would be really interesting. So let's get down to let's go down to the light heavyweights, Rick. We uh-huh. talked about Biterbiev and Bevel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got Joe Smith over on the other side. I'd like to see Joe Smith and Gilberto Ramirez, Rick. Yeah, we'd love to see that one. I, I think those two fighting each other. Um, you know, I was gonna wait till the uh, the boxing news, but yeah. it, it looks like Beter Biev and Joe Smith is actually almost a done deal. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Which is fine. Uh-huh. Which is fine. We'll take that one again. We'd like Beter Biev and Bavol, mm-hmm. but but that's yeah, that's just as good. And then you know, Hiberto Ramirez, maybe you know, maybe he fights a Bivol. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, those are pretty much the the, the four guys in yeah. this division. You know. Canelo's always in the mix, you know, yeah. to be thrown in in there. But uh, yeah. those are the four guys. Unless you know Daniel Jacobs, the Miracle Man, has a fight coming up, and I believe he's competing at light heavyweight. Is he not? Yeah, uh, he is. But uh, those are the four guys. Those are the four guys. <laughs> but if, but if the, but he, but at least he's got a name, right? Yeah, at no, least he's got a name, right? Yeah, I I think I think Jacobs is done. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see in the next fight. Yeah. So super middleweight, uh-huh. right? Super middleweight. Uh, we had Canelo and Benavides, right? Mm-hmm. Chances are that fight's not going to take place. Yeah. So some other fights of interest, right? That same Benavides. How about Benavides and Plant, Rick? Yeah, um, and, and and there's talk that uh, after Benavides fights Lemieux, yeah, Plant would be the next fight after that. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Right, because that would truly solidify who should be next in line. Mm-hmm. And even Canelo would have to look at that and say, "Hey, look, right? They fought it out." Yeah, to see who's who's deserving, and and the other name that that's now in the mix, uh, Demetrius Andrade uh, relinquished his title. That's right, and he's moving up to one sixty eight. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I mean, so yeah, so there's another opportunity, mm-hmm. Andrade and Benavides, yeah. right? Caleb Plant and uh, and Demetrius Andrade. Yeah, any one of those will take. You know, these everybody's waiting for the uh, Canelo sweepstakes, but yeah. these guys have to fight one another and put themselves in the front of the line. That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You have you have to earn that. So. Uh, middleweight, Rick. Mm-hmm. Okay, middleweight. So, of course, we asked, which is not going to happen now that he moved that he moved up, yeah. right? We're talking about Charlo and Demetrius Andre. But there's still other fights, right? So one of the guys that we're going to see, Jaime Munguia, mm-hmm. right? So there's some fights, right? I got Charlo and Munguia would be yeah. interesting. You still got Triple G there in the mix. Yeah, Char- I, I, I think Charlo and uh, – not Charlo uh, – Triple G and, and Munguia yeah. Yeah. Would, would would be the fight I really want to see. I, I think just Charlo. I'd like to see Charlo and Munguia. I yeah. think Charlo is too much for him at this point. Oh, I think so, yeah. too. I think Charlo is too much for this point. But I think that I, I would give Triple G, right, a fighting chance against Munguia. Yeah. No, no, yeah, definitely the experience. And, uh, you know, we, we, and then we get to see how Triple G comes out of his next fight. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, super welterweight, Rick, 154 pounds. So mm-hmm. we talked about, you know, Charlo and Castano, who are going to fight. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> basically the rematch, right? But the other fights there, I would say Erickson Lubin, even though Erickson mm-hmm. Lubin got knocked out, right? Yeah. It was a while back. It was, I don't want to say a flash knockdown. Um, it was a good KO, but you've got Lubin, you got Tim Zhu. Tim Zhu, you know, I'd like to see Lubin, Tim Zhu. Yeah. You know, um, kind of put themselves in there and then you've got the towering inferno yeah that's uh, right Fundoris that's exactly and, right uh in the two spot that's exactly right yeah yeah, yeah you still got there you got tony harrison still mm-hmm. at number five right um how about harrison fundura yeah see so you got all these other fights right mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be the marquee matchups that we you know that we went through last week right there's enough talent right yeah in in all these divisions 
welterweight, Rick, of course, right? Spence, Jr., Crawford, that's the fight everybody wants yeah. to see. Yeah, and then after that, you know, you're looking at Ortiz, Enos. Mm-hmm. You know, not a fight that probably will happen. Yeah. You know, we're probably two, three years away from that fight. Yeah. But, um, you know, those are two up-and-comers. You know, it would be a great fight. Yeah, well, and others, right? You got Conor Ben, man, mm-hmm. right? You got Conor Ben, Connor who's kind of working his way up, right? Mm-hmm. I, let's see a Conor Ben and Danny Garcia. Let's see a Conor Ben against any one of those two, Rick. Mm-hmm. Uh, would they put Conor Ben up against Enos or Ortiz Jr.? Uh, they, they probably wouldn't yet, but, you know, maybe a Rashidi Ellis. Yeah, see, there's there. a good one. Yeah, That's there's a good, good one. Fighter. Yeah, that is a good um, one. We haven't seen Rashidi Ellis. No, it's been so, a while. I think since he beat Alexis Rocha. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's been yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you've got plenty of guys mm-hmm. at in that in that division that would make for some damn good fights. Yeah, and even uh, I think Danny Garcia. I, I think he Danny was Garcia even is saying, right there. Um, you know, if Keith Thurman wins uh, his fight, you yeah, know, Danny Garcia wanted the rematch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would be fine. Yeah, which was like I said, there, there's plenty, plenty of of other fights. Um, okay. It's good, Rick. Like I said, we got hit up a lot yeah. about other fights. 140 pounds, right? I know we, uh, you know, we talked about Josh Taylor mm-hmm. um, against possibly uh, you had against Teofimo Lopez, yeah. right? But there's still other fights. He's going to fight Jack Catterall, yeah. right? But you've got Jose Ramirez still. You still got Rigoro, Reg- uh, Regis Progress there, right? Regis Progress there. You know, that's Sandor Martin. Sandor Martin threw his name in there now. Right. Right. Yeah, so I mean, so you've got some, you, you still got some interesting fights. You still got the tough, you know, Victor P. Stoll is there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, right? I don't know if I want to see the rematch between Ramirez and Taylor. It was close enough. Yeah. I just think that the style that Taylor has, he's going to beat Ramirez again. And the, yeah, the second time around, it'll probably be worse. Right. Yeah. But, but again, but there's still other fights there yeah. with those guys, right? You got Zapata, um, so still some still some interesting matchups there. One thirty five. I mean, boy, this is the loaded division. Yeah, it, it just you take your pick. You know, now you've got Burchelt in the mix. You know, yeah. you've got um, you know Ryan Garcia. Um, you know, it looks like it's going to be Javante Davis. You know, Roly Romero. Yeah, coming up. Um, but you've got a lot of guys in this division. But this has got to be the year, Rick. Okay, so yeah. we talk about fighters that have an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, Ryan Garcia, again, started last year, early January, beats Luke Campbell, and then mm-hmm. completely disappears, right? Um, you know, he's got his own. By the way, he's up to like 8.7 million followers on Instagram. Yeah. He's got his own brand of uh, of of um, creams and soap and all kinds of stuff, yeah. right? And so he's been busy outside mm-hmm. the ring. Had issues, right? Mental issues, whatever. But this has got to be his year. Yeah, no, it's time for him to, uh, you know, start getting into some fights. You know, the first one can be like a tune-up, you yeah. know, because he hasn't fought in over a year. But, you know, after that, you know, it, it's got to be some of these named guys. You know, we talked about, I posted on Instagram, the pops that you bought to the uh-huh. uh, to the studio here of Apollo Creed and Rocky Balboa. Yeah. The only active fighter who has a pop, Rick, Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia, yeah. Okay. And yet, he only fought once. He has to fight at least three times yeah. in 2022. He has to. If he only fights twice, mm-hmm. it's just he's basically letting his career wither away. Yeah. And it might be a little tough because that first fight is looking like April. 
Yeah, or so early there you April. Go. Yeah, there you go. But it's going to be tough to get those three fights in unless one is in right like late December. You know, then you know maybe one around yeah Septemberish. So the fights there at the lightweight division again. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing the Linares and Ryan Garcia. Yeah, I've got no issue seeing Lin- uh, Garcia and Isaac Cruz. Although that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Of course, any combination, right? L- the the winner, yeah, the winner of Cambosis and Devin Haney against Gervonta Davis, mm-hmm. right? There's a, there's at least six to eight fights there, yeah, that should take place this year, mm-hmm. right? Last year was a waste. We'll 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 see if we get it, you know, this year. Um, the super featherweight, Rick, and we talked about the 130 pounds, right? Um, Shakur Stevenson and Oscar Valdez looks like it's going to happen. Yeah. Right, but like I mentioned it last week, gotta have Chris Colbert fight the winner. Yeah, Chris Colbert, you know, in there. Um, also, another name to throw in there is is have uh, Lomachenko come down. Yeah, and fight and fight the winner of. Uh, I think that is the plan. If Shakur yeah. wins, you know, yeah. eventually it's going to be Lomachenko Shakur. Yeah, and you know, top rank is waiting for that fight. But, yeah, um, you know, that's another name to throw in there. No, and I like that one. You got yeah. you know the we just talked about him Robinson. You know, Conceição mm-hmm. who who just beat Martinez, right? Um, he's lurking around there. Yeah, right. That would be an entertaining fight against Chris Colbert. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got plenty of plenty of fights there. One more division, Rick. The 126 pound, yeah. you know, featherweight division. So we talked about, you know, Navarrete against Leo Santa Cruz as being a good fight. Uh, Gary Russell Jr. now lost. Mm-hmm. You got Mark Magsayo who could fight, you know, uh, Emmanuel Navarrete. You got Brandon Figueroa who's now listed at 126 mm-hmm. pounds. So you got a lot of good fights there too, yeah, Rick. You got the undefeated Ray Vargas too. I yeah. think his, his record's up 30 and 0 right now. Yep. And, um, you know, I think he's coming back from injury, but. Um, you know him. Put him in the mix as well. Yeah, I'll tell you one fight that we are going to see is number one ranked Michael Conlon against the WBA listed as a champion is Lee Wood. Okay, that fight we're going to see. Yeah. So like that's a good fight. Yeah. Right. You got Kiko Martinez, right? Who won with that surprise knockout? That's another guy, mm-hmm. right? Um, you you know you've got you know Isaac Dogbe in that division who's moved up, right? I think he's done. In fact, you know Hector uh, Hector. Lopez beat him, I thought, mm-hmm. right? Hector Lopez. I'm thinking about his uh, about his son, Adam Blue Nose Lopez, of course. Yeah. Uh, all right, Rick, let's take a quick break, right? We'll come back, make sure we covered all the other fights that we'd like to see and who are the also the key fighters, I think, that have the big opportunity to step into that pound for pound. Pacific Coast Boxing, we'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, and Rick Prado are back. So there you go, Rick. There's a whole list of other fights um, that could happen in 2022. I mean, it's loaded, right? Yeah. It's loaded with the number of opportunities, right? A lot of great fighters, a lot of yeah. great, great matches to be made. Yeah, it's just, you know, I'll, t- I'll take a handful of them. I'll take mm-hmm. half of them because, you know, and chances are, right, we're going to get the A and then like the E mm-hmm. fighter. So plenty to be made, okay? But when you look at 2022, Rick, um, and really, right, this is the last day of January, so we're still very much looking out and kind of forecasting. There's, you know, fighters that I think have an opportunity, right, to to really move up, mm-hmm. right, to to really establish themselves as that bona fide star, you know, um, like Teofimo Lopez did yeah. when he beat Vasily Lomachenko, right, and not only knock on the door but break open that door to get into the pound for pound, mm-hmm. right. And when we're talking pound for pound, here's the list of fighters that you generally hear pound for pound. 
Canelo Alvarez, Usek, Inoue, Crawford, Spence Jr., Josh Taylor, Tyson Fury, uh, Juan Francisco uh, Estrada, um, Gervonta Davis, mm -hmm. right, on some lists, not on every list, okay? So that's kind of the 10, right? Yeah. Some, you know, one list will even have Triple G, believe it or not, right? Um, but, you know, who are the fighters? So the fighters that are kind of knocking, that are kind of on the outside looking in, Rick, yeah. are fighters like Gervonta Davis, yeah. right? Teofimo Lopez, of course, yeah. because of his losses now on the outside looking in. Uh, the 160-pound Jamal Charlo, mm -hmm. right? Shakur Stevenson, Devin Haney, Oscar Valdez, yeah. Virgil Ortiz Jr., Bivol, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the other light heavyweight as well. Beter Biev. Beter Biev, right. So, you know, what do those guys have to do, Rick? To get in, yeah, I, I think they have to fight. You know, some of these other guys that you mentioned. Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah. I think for Beter Biev or Bival to get on there, they have to beat one another. Yeah. You know, um, you've got Teofimo Lopez on the outside looking in, who was on the list before. Um, I think he's he's got to beat uh, Barboza Jr. and then um, win a uh, you know a Taylor fight or something yeah. to get back in. Uh, Jamal Charlo, if, if gets that Canelo fight, yeah, you know. Maybe if he can pull off that upset, yeah. you know, all of a sudden he's he's in that top five. Oh, you punch your ticket. I mean, yeah. if he beats if he beats uh, Canelo, yeah. yeah, he punches his ticket and he's in automatically, mm -hmm. right, without a doubt. And then uh, another name, a uh, uh, Stephen Fulton. Yeah, that's you know, a good if, point. If Stephen that's a good Fulton point. can beat, um, you know, Danny Roman, right, Akhmadiyev, right, you know, and then you know he's back in there. Yeah, no, and that's a good point. You know, and yeah. the 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 key thing here, right. Is you got to fight, mm -hmm. and you got to fight um, quality opponents yeah. in order to be considered, you know, amongst the mythical pound for pound. And you know, most of, not most, all these guys that are on here, that's why they're on there: Canelo, yeah. Usyk, anyway, Crawford, etc. Right. And so basically, and that's why you know, back to like Ryan Garcia, we didn't name Ryan Garcia mm -hmm. because unless he fights and beats, you know, Devin Haney, Gervonta Davis. Mm -hmm. He's not going to make the list of top, you know, pound for pound. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's almost impossible for him to make the pound for pound this yeah. year. Yeah, but if he's able to beat a Devin Haney, yeah, um, a Kimbosis Jr., um, he'd have to you, beat two of them this year. Yeah, though. he would have to be two of them, and so I don't think that happens this year. Maybe yeah. next year. Yeah. See, and whereas Gervonta Davis, right? He's already on some list. Yeah. Okay. He's on the boxing scenes list at number ten already. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if he's on ESPN's list. But he, he's uh, tied for for tenth on the ESPN's list. Okay, yeah. See, so he's 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 not just knocking on the door; like he's in, right? Yeah. He he definitely, you know, he's he's on the dance floor, but he can solidify, right? Yeah. By by winning a couple of fights against some really good opponents, like you know, um, some of the guys we mentioned. Yeah. If he gets the opportunity to fight the winner of Cambosas and Devin Haney, if those two guys end up fighting, right? Um, you talked about, you know, Shakur Stevenson, right, who just won the 130-pound championship mm -hmm. against Jamal Herring. Um, he beats Loma. Let's just say, hypothetically, Rick, he gets a chance to fight Lomachenko. Yeah. Right? Or beats Oscar Valdez. He's in. Yeah. Wouldn't you think? No, yeah, you would think so. I mean, so, yeah. right, you got Oscar Valdez, right, 30-0, and 0, undefeated, right? Mm -hmm. Beats Miguel Burchelt when a lot of people, including myself, didn't think he could, right? Yeah. Um, if he's able to beat Shakur Stevenson, right, 
mm-hmm. that then he would have to be considered amongst the pound for pound. Yeah. Right. So um, Virgil Ortiz Jr., unfortunately, mm-hmm. right, or even, you know, Jerome Boots Enos. Yeah. It's like we just said, they've got to fight. Yeah, and, and, and for them, it's kind of tough to put four guys from the welterweight, welterweight division in there. Yeah. You know, when you've got a Terrence Crawford or and, and an Earl Spence, you've got to beat one of those guys to get in there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, you know, what's interesting, right, so when you look at the pound for pound, the best of the best, mm-hmm. right, it's really not something that you could, unless you do what um, what uh, Teofimo Lopez did, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you beat, like, a really big top guy, yeah. right? It it's really through um, through the accumulation of wins year after year, yeah. right? That's going to put you in that list. Yeah, you got to stay busy. You know, that's one of those things too. You yeah, stay busy and and fight the right opponents. Yeah, like I said, unless you punch your ticket by yeah. beating, you know, a Vasily Lomachenko or beating a Canelo, mm-hmm. which which vaults you at me. I mean, look, right? I mean, some lists have a uh, Cambosis. Yeah, right. I don't agree. No, right. But but they have him in there simply because he beat the guy who beat the guy. Yeah. But these are all fighters, Rick. Yeah, that's certainly 2022, right? If it's not a year that, you know, solidifies and moves them into that pound for pound, it certainly starts to build the resume so that they have a pretty strong case mm-hmm. at the end of this year or heading into 2023 that they're one of the top 10 fighters yeah. in the world. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who, you know, who can get in there, who can break, you know, through. And, and we'll work on our list for next week. Yeah, we'll work on a list for next week, and we'll see again all of these guys on the outside looking in. Um, it's all about who they end up fighting, um, how impressive they look, and do they want to take the risk. Yeah, And, and the, that's kind of the problem these days. All right, Rick. Good stuff. We'll be right back. We'll cover the boxing news, a lot going on. And then, of course, we have the stat of the week. We'll be right back, Pacific Coast Boxing. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. All right, Rick, let's get into the world of boxing news. What's up? Hey, so the uh, the step-asides have, have blown up. You know, the uh, <laughs> Anthony Joshua stepping yeah. aside and, and uh, Dillian White. Yeah. Um, you know, no longer is that going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, probably all, always comes down to money and then, you know, who's going to be the next one in line. So somebody didn't want to do it, so it's blown up. Yeah. Now we've got uh, Tyson Fury, Dillian White, April 23rd. Yeah, and I mentioned earlier when we were talking about the other fights, right, that Eddie Hearn was talking about, mm-hmm. you know, part of the reasoning. And I agree, by the way, Yeah. right? Listen, if your fighter has an opportunity to win a heavyweight championship and it's right in front of you, mm-hmm. then I get it. Yeah. You do it because he's right. There's no guarantee that if you step aside and Usyk fights Anthony or Usyk fights um Tyson Fury, mm-hmm. there's no guarantee yeah. that AJ gets that fight. Who knows what could happen? Mm-hmm. And by the way, I am not of the opinion that Usek is going to beat um, Anthony Joshua in the rematch. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not. I think that that Anthony Joshua AJ can absolutely beat Usek. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a lot closer fight the uh, second time around. And yeah. um, you know, he would be smart to to do it. But you know, it's one of those things where they fight and then. You know, is there going to be a third fight, or they, do right. they go straight into, uh, you know, a Tyson Fury fight with uh, Anthony Joshua? You know, so it'll yeah. be interesting to see how it all, all plays out. Um, 
Frank Warren, who's the crow promoter for Fury, yeah, he won the purse bid at $41 million for the uh, Fury-White fight. Yeah, and that's an interesting fight, by the way. Dillian White, of course, right? He's the one that, um, you know, he, he would have kept fighting Povetkin, right, <laughs> 20 times until he beat him. Yeah. Gets knocked out by Povetkin and then knocks out Povetkin. Okay, this is the same Dillian White um, who's already lost to Anthony Joshua, by the yeah. way. Okay, so I don't think this is going to be an issue for Tyson Fury. No, it shouldn't be much of a fight. Yeah. He, should, he should knock him out. Yeah. Probably within seven or eight. Yeah, and I think it's fine, by the way, from Tyson Fury's perspective. Again, this is kind of like that, you know, let him take that victory lap. Yeah. Right? Let him fight a Dillian White, who's listed as one of the WBC champions, by the way, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. That's fine, right? And then that sets up, hopefully, the undisputed fight between the Usek and Anthony Joshua yeah. winner to fight Tyson Fury. Yeah, and then I think that they're looking for that fight um, in May, I believe. Yeah, and if that happens, then so be it. I'm o- I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah. Um, also, uh, the George Cambosis uh, Devin Haney fights. Yeah. Those talks have, have stalled as well. Um, now you know, and it's probably just posturing. But yeah. Cambosis is saying now it's kind of opened up to where maybe they fight Lomachenko. Um, the other option is they do like a two fight deal. Yeah. With um, Ryan Garcia, where they both take tune-up fights, yeah, and then they 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 fight later on in the year, which would be great. Yeah, which would be great. Yeah, you know, I I think, um, you know, we'll see. It, it could just be a way to try to get Haney to lower his uh, demand. Yeah, more than likely it is. Yeah. yeah, more than likely it is. But I'll tell you what, though, right? If you look at it from a pure, you know, um, financial, from a pure look at it mm-hmm. from a pure business perspective, Rick, right? Um, you know, he probably stands to make more money fighting Ryan Garcia. Well, that that's the easier route. Yeah, you know, I think he makes more money. Yeah, and he's got more more of a chance of keeping his belts. I think if he fights Lomachenko, yeah, uh, Lomachenko beats him. So you think you're saying you think Lomachenko or Devin Haney are tougher mm-hmm. opponents than Ryan Garcia? Uh, well, no, no. I think Lomachenko yeah. definitely is. I yeah, think, I think Lomachenko definitely beats Cambosis. Yeah, and then that's it. You know, yeah. he doesn't see his titles again. Yeah. Um. You know, Devin Haney, Cambosis, you know, that's yeah. that's uh, that's an interesting fight. I think yeah. that that one could be 50-50. That's a toss-up. Yeah. I think that is a toss-up, yeah. Um, but no, I yeah. think Cambosis has right now probably a better shot of taking the tune-up with Garcia. Yeah. And or uh, and then fighting Garcia. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's probably the easiest of the three fights for him. Yeah, I think that's a good, uh, I think that would be a good plan. That's yeah. what I'm getting to, right? So if I was his manager, business mm-hmm. advisor, right, I would say, again, Boxing, short career. This is when you get into the whole, what does Mayweather say about uh, legacy? Legacy doesn't pay the bills or whatever, yeah. right? I get that. And there's so there's a part of that that you can kind of do both. So that's actually not a bad plan. Mm-hmm. Do a tune-up. Fight Garcia. Mega fight, by the way. Yeah. Mega fight. 8.7 million followers we just talked about. His own brand of you know men's care products. The only active fighter with a pop, right? Yeah. And and I think he probably, to your point, I think he stands a better chance of beating Garcia and Devin Haney mm-hmm. than he does Lomachenko. Yeah. No, no, definitely. And uh, um, so the plan for Canelo right now, um, he's got a, a, a fight from PBC. Yeah. Um, an offer to fight uh, Jamal Charlo. Um, and it's only one fight. It's a one fight deal. And the other fight he has, uh, offer he has is from Matchroom where it's a two fight deal. And it would, the first fight would be against Bivol and then Triple G, Triple G in September. Yeah, that's an interesting lineup they yeah. have, right? 
I mean, Bivol would obviously be the tough fight, yeah. and then Triple G simply for the just to just to finish that trilogy, I guess, yeah. right? Um, I think from a fan's perspective, right, I'd rather see him fight Charlo. Yeah, I've said it, you know, for the last year or so mm-hmm. that you know Canelo's so good that it you really look at it and say, well, who are the only fighters that have any sort of chance to compete? Yeah. And Charlo's one of them. Yeah, I said Billy Joe Saunders was one of them too. I didn't say he was going to beat. Canelo. Mm-hmm. I just said he had the style, right, to make it, to make it interesting, yeah. um, and he did for a little bit. But the other fighter is Charlo. Mm-hmm. So from a fight fan's perspective, that's the one I want to see. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I totally agree. Yeah, I don't know again about the Bivol. I, I don't need to see Canelo at light heavyweight, mm-hmm. right? That's more of a legacy fight. Can he yeah. win the champion? I don't need to see that one. There's plenty of fights at 168. We talked about Benavidez, right? Mm-hmm. There's plenty of fights there. And, I, and I'm okay, by the way, simply for Triple G, right? Mm-hmm. Simply because, you know, unfortunately, in all of Triple G's career, he didn't have that one guy. It was Canelo later in his career. Yeah, He probably could have gotten the decision in the first Canelo fight mm-hmm. that would have left that at 1-1. Right? Yeah. Instead, it's 101. And I think this time, by the way, Canelo probably goes right through him. But I think Triple G has earned the opportunity to fight him a third time, man. Yeah, no, no. I, I think it, it, it should be done, you know, because, yeah, that, um, you know, the really the only scorecard that matters, mine. Yeah. I had Triple G winning that first fight. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and a lot of other, uh, you know, pundits did as well. Yeah. So that's the whole thing, right? And now he's what, 30, he's going to be 38 this year? Mm hmm. No, yeah, Triple G's on his way out, and I, and I actually think Triple G gets knocked out in this fight if he fights Canelo. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. I mean, Dervachenko, I think, beat him, mm-hmm. by the way. I, how he eked out that this, that decision, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, also, we've got uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr. Um, his next fight is uh, scheduled for March 19th. It'll be against um, Michael McKinson. Yeah. And it's going to be at the uh, Galen Center. Oh, at no the, kidding. The campus of USC. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Well, that's a different place for a fight. Yeah. Huh? We almost have to try to make that one. Yeah, no, it, it'd be interesting. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I checked the, uh, it fits about uh, 10,000. Yeah. You know, you figure probably may, maybe a few more seats for the floor. Yeah. Maybe close to 11,000 for the. It's got to be the first time they've hosted a fight. Yeah. You know, I, I can't think of uh, another fight that was there. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. We'd have to see. That'd be interesting. Again, we just talked about him, right? There's a guy that's got an opportunity, right, to, mm-hmm. to you know bust into that pound for pound. He's got to win the championship. Unfortunately, like we said, there's such a log jam at the 147-pound division, yeah. and a lot of the fighters are over with PBC. Of course, you got Crawford now, a free agent, mm-hmm. you know, because that's the fight, by the way, right? We, yeah. He talked about that. He talked about, you know, because he, he is the mandatory, mm-hmm. and at some point these guys should fight the mandatory. Actually, there were there were two fights at the Galen Center. Oh, was there? Um, Chris Ariola yeah. versus uh, Bermain Stavern yeah. in 2014. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus uh, Cuellar and yeah. versus Abner Mares in yeah. 2016. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. And uh, that's it for the uh, boxing news. You know, Rick, yeah, one of the things that we, we didn't talk about also for 2022, right, which, and he's relevant, right, and I wouldn't have said this a year ago, but what does Jake Paul do this year? Yeah, you know, I, I'm still hoping he gets that uh, Chavez Jr. fight. Yeah, I do. I hope he does get that, right? Because he's mm-hmm. talking about, I think he's saying like five more fights and he's done. Yeah. Right? So that, you know, 
That'll that'll be interesting, mm-hmm. right? Because regardless of what people think, right, he did make a big splash in boxing. Um, in fact, he was one of the big stories in 2021 for mm-hmm. boxing, right? So, yeah, I, if, if nothing else for him, I'd like to see him fight and beat Chavez, by the way. And, and you know, I'd like to see him in there with, uh, you know, a, a legitimate boxer. Yeah. You know, as much as Chavez Jr., we joke. Yeah. Chavez Jr. is a legitimate boxer at, yeah. at one time. Yeah. And um, you you want to see him. You don't want him fight, fighting, you know, some NFL or you don't want to see some fighting some NBA guy. You know, fight a guy that, uh, you know, this is what he does. I'm starting to like him fighting the non-boxers, though, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting. I'm, I'm telling you, man, I'm becoming, I'm hooked with this guy. Yeah. I'm starting to like watching him knock these guys out, right? And everybody thinking that they can go in there and he's overrated and whatnot, right? Yeah. He's taking it serious, I'm telling you, man. Look at the type of shape that he's put himself in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I know, we know for a fact that if he fights, you know, a Joe Smith Jr., a Bivol, right? Um, these guys will beat him, Rick. Yeah. Right. So I don't. I don't know. I kind of want it to keep going because once that happens, by the way, it's over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a. It's a done deal. Yeah. Beat Bivol, Joe Smith. You know any of these guys? <laughs> I don't even know if a Gilberto Ramirez. You know, there would be a good fight for yeah. him. Yeah. It's. Uh... Speaking of, yeah, uh, Gilberto Ramirez, by the way, was denying. That he turned down a fight against um, against Dimitri Bivol. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. All right, Rick. We'll come right back. Close this out with the stat of the week. Pacifico's boxing. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back to close this out, of course, with the stat of the week. Rick, what do we got? So we've got the um, highest grossing domestic uh, gross mo- for a movie, a uh, boxing movie. Highest gross. So, I mean, you know, of course, I'm thinking the Rockies, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, that, and a lot of them on the list. A lot of them on the list, yeah. yeah. And so, um, you know, the obvious choice would be the first Rocky. Uh-huh. Which came in at third. Interesting. At one hundred and seventeen point two million. Well, and by the way, okay, so it was third because you know the first one came out in that franchise, right? Everybody yeah. loved it, but it wasn't until the later Rockies then that caught fire. Mm-hmm. Okay, couldn't have been. Okay, could not have been uh, Balboa. No, right? Or which is the one where he fought Tommy Morrison in the streets? <laughs> Rocky Five. Rocky Five. Yeah. Which so didn't, I, I, neither one of those made the uh, top ten. Yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't think yeah. so. The other one, Balboa, was the one where he fought Tarver, right? Yeah. Where the, the yeah the virtual fight and they got him back in the ring, mm-hmm. right? So you already said Rocky One was number three, right? Yeah. So it's got to be two, three, uh, or four, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, so give it to me. Which one's the first one, Rick? So we got the first one was uh, Rocky Four. Okay. With $125.5 million. Yeah. And then number two was uh, Rocky Three. Okay. With $125 million. Okay. And by the way, right, mm-hmm. Rocky Four, just in case, I know we have very educated boxing fans, yeah. but that's when he fought Ivan Drago. Yeah. That's the one we had last week, Rick, at yeah. our, as our round 15 fight. So I, was, I was able to find that, uh, yep. that stat. So no surprise, right, that uh-huh. that one was, but it, but interesting, right? Rocky Three, of course, that's when he fought Clubber Lang. And, and you've, right? got, you've got Mr. T, you've got Hulk Hogan. That's you know, right. Big, big movie. Yeah, that's right. Early 80s. Yeah, it was right around there. That's exactly yeah. right. Um, Rocky Two didn't make the list then. Uh, Rocky Two came in at uh, number. 
Number eight. Number eight. Number eight. Maybe. All the way like down in, to number in, eight. In order, you've got uh, Creed at number four, Million Dollar Baby at five. Yeah. Uh, the Fighter at six. Mickey Ward, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, Real Steel, which <laughs> yeah. I never watched, where he's, huh. where he's fighting the robot. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Is that Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman? Yeah. No yeah, kidding. No, nobody saw that. Yeah. Um, then you have Rocky <laughs> Two. Yeah. And then... Uh, Actually, Rocky Balboa did come in at nine. It did, huh? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, but I, I think it was more because there hadn't been another yeah. Rocky in so long. It was yeah. 2006 Rocky Balboa came out. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I would even put, um, let me finish the list. I would imagine I haven't heard Raging Bull, the Cinderella Man. Cinderella Man came in at 10. Okay. That's, of course, James Braddock. Yeah. Um, that's interesting, by the way. Um, even the second Creed was a good movie, by mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. Right, really good. I like, yeah. But so, but that one didn't make the top no, ten grossing no. of no kidding. And and they're actually they're they're starting they're working on filming of uh, Creed three. So Creed three is going to come out. Yeah, without Sylvester Stallone, by the way. Yeah, without Rocky. But see, here's the thing, though, Rick. Here's the thing that gives the other movies an advantage when you're talking about like how is this being measured, right? Because the other movies that came out, they were in the movie theaters, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's no telling how many times like Creed two was streamed. And watched, right? But maybe yeah. didn't get the credit at the box office. Uh-huh. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's almost like you got to have something to kind of, you know, do out, an, yeah. yeah, to do an apples to apples comparison, mm-hmm. right? Because back then, yeah, there was no other way to watch the movie. Yeah, you had to go. Yeah, you had to go there. So I mean, because they're you're talking about box office gross, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's a key there. But still, so the number one movie was right when the American fought the Russian, Drago yeah. and Rocky. Wow. What do you think? What What's your uh, best Rocky movie? Uh, I, I, it, it would be tough. It, it's really close between three and four. Yeah. But I'd have to go three. I, li- I like Mr. T and I like Hulk Hogan in the, yeah. in the movie. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Thunder Lips. Thunder Lips. Yeah. That was a good. The, the ultimate male. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I love that. And then the picture right after. Uh-huh. Right? No big thing. You got a little <laughs> serious there, right? Yeah. Um, I'd have to say, Rick, I still like the first one only because it was it was the first, uh-huh. right? The story, by the way, of how Sylvester Stallone, how we wrote it, mm-hmm. didn't want to sell it, right? You know, they offered him like a hundred thousand dollars, um, and and a bit part of the movie. He said, yeah. "No, I want to, you know, direct it. I want it to be my movie." Uh, so I'm gonna go with the first one, I yeah. guess, just for sentimental reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Even though, and he didn't even win the fight, but he won the fight, so to speak, yeah. right? The fact that he got to make his own movie. So I'm gonna go with one, and and I'll say four, okay? Mm-hmm. Only because of especially you know the corniness that we talked about last week, yeah. With you know better two guys fighting than two countries fighting, yes. <laughs> yeah, and the way he turned the crowd around, which you know we covered last week as well. I'm gonna go with one and four. Yeah, but I'll go with one. Yeah, I got I got three and four, but uh, you know, yeah. all, all good choices. Absolutely, Rick. All right, this podcast round number one was a good choice, Rick. Mm-hmm. That'll do it for this week. Looking forward to the fights this weekend. We'll talk next week, Rick. Yeah, see you next week.